At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs, five to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite lore cast on the Citadel. Welcome to the Mass Effect Lorecast, the podcast where we explore the vast universe of lore behind the Mass Effect games. We'll talk about all the details you may have missed, ask the hard questions, and more. Spectres, welcome back to the Mass Effect Lorecast. This is Tom, or Robots. I'm here with Sam. This is our bonus episode this week, and Sam... It's probably a dark episode, but it's also episode 69. Yeah, that was it was weird how this lined up. I didn't <laughs> <laughs> I didn't plan on it. I was I was thinking about making this the Joker and Edie uh, romance episode. <laughs> yeah, that would have been um, a little funnier to connect. But I mm, I feel like we're going to talk like tragic things and dark stuff because we're talking about Joker's family and their fate. Yeah, yeah. This one's going to be a little bit more sad, a little bit more serious. Um, so anyone who came for ex- episode 69, uh, if you came <laughs> for you, some jokes, wait, wait, did you just say came for episode yes, six? I did. Oh God. <laughs> oh, well, here, hopefully, um, let hopefully me, both let people did put on the pun glasses. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully both people came for the episode. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully it was good for all of us. Yes. <laughs> And everyone else. Uh, and every, I mean, we got a room full of people in chat. Hope we'll you guys the, are all satisfied with this episode when we're done. We'll get the, the 69 jokes out sooner rather than later, because when oh, we get no. into the subject matter on this one, um, we're not going to be want to be making uh, 69 jokes. But wouldn't that be just just right for Joker to be joking through the dark stuff? Look, you have no idea how badly I wanted to get Seth Green on the show for episode 69 talking about Joker. Um, that would have been a dream come true. I did amazing. tweet at him. I bet. You probably didn't see it because celebrities mute their mentions uh, yeah. unless, you know, it's from people that they're following. Uh, but I did. I did try. Well, all right. So, OK, so last episode we did talk a lot about Joker and um, how he got his name, his spot in Normandy, why he chose to come to work for Cerberus, the new Normandy, and even how much he actually cared about Shepard, even though he would kind of, you know, not really say it directly. Um, But you did mention that a lot of players might not have picked up on this topic here, and that's what we're diving into, right? Joker's family. Yes, yes. Um, We're talking about Joker's family, He tells us about them, but only briefly, and we eventually find out what happened to them. But it takes some careful paying attention to. Um, This is something that started out as fans connecting the dots, 
with background conversations between NPCs in Mass Effect 3 and then some side details that Joker mentions. And then later, it was actually confirmed by one of the Mass Effect writers on Twitter. Um, and some some fan things that they, they pick up on and connect the dots don't get confirmed. Uh, right. Most, I'd say, don't get confirmed. Yeah, it just but turns into like a headcanon. Or, I, you know what? I'm going to come up with a new name. Community canon? I think yeah, that's... like. I do enough lore shows that that is a very real thing that oh, enough yeah. t- enough time goes by. And because these things have been talked about so long now, the community just in some ways decides like, oh, there's enough. There's enough evidence here. This is canon. And it's like or at least and they won't admit it, maybe, but they they act like it is. And then if you if even if the company releases a new game and breaks that canon, the community canon, they act like it's somehow like going against actual real canon. And it's like. It's not. It's just everybody decided that that was a thing. It That's totally like, happens. What, what is that? What is that thing? That phenomenon when people convince themselves of a memory they never had. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's it's very yeah. much a real thing where everyone because it just get gets passed around by popular YouTubers or shows up on forums so often that. People just think that like that's now canon. It's been confirmed, even though it never happened in a game, and it's all just circumstantial evidence, which means it could have been a completely different interpretation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said the Mandela effect. Yeah, yeah. that is the name of the thing I was looking for. Thank you, Chad. Um, but anyway, yeah, that's not that's not what happens here because this is canon. Uh, what we what we are about to talk about, um, and I'll walk you through how it starts. We run into a pair of Asari talking at Huerta Memorial Hospital in Mass Effect 3 on the Citadel. Uh, and a com- it's a commando who has seen some really traumatic stuff and is working through PTSD with a counselor. But it becomes, and, and first of all, maybe we shouldn't be able to hear this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> but it is wartime and, you know, space is limited, so I get it. But it, it becomes quickly evident that this mission went very south. Uh, and why don't we take a listen to the first couple conversations we can overhear between this uh, Asari commando with PTSD and the counselor. So, the nurse tells me you've refused to bathe and you only want to talk to another Asari. Yes. Can I have a gun? I'm sorry. No. Maybe I could be transferred to another hospital then. Someplace unsecured. I could have a gun then, right? And no humans. Wherever you transfer me, it, it, it shouldn't have humans. The humans are our allies. You don't trust them? No, it's not that. I... How are my eyes? What, what, what color are they right now? Maybe you could tell me what happened. We were deployed to Tiptree. It's a small human colony. We were supposed to help with evac. The enemy was landing. Just scouts, the Turian things, a few of the big ones. We were spread over half the continent, getting colonists to shuttles, wiping out husks. It sounds like you were doing good work. Could I have a gun? I'd feel a lot better. Just tell me what happened at Tiptree. So that's as loud as I can get it for the live feed, but I'm pretty sure you guys could hear it if you just turn it up a little bit. Yeah, um, hopefully that was distinct enough to make out the conversation. I heard it just fine. Um, but basically, some Asari commandos were deployed to trip, Tip Tree. And that is the same colony where F- Joker's family is. And they were tasked with evacuating the colonists when the Reaper forces hit and began slaughtering people. So the counselor asks the commando to walk her through what happened. And we get 
to learn more, but you have to come back on separate visits to the Citadel. And um, so let's, when you come back later, you hear this next part that we're going to play and um, things start to shape up. We're at this little farm. We killed a few enemy scouts and it's, it's quiet. The shuttle gets called away for support, so I'm there for the night. The humans get me dinner, show me around. One of them, this freckled farm girl, maybe 15. She wants to hear all about what it's like to be a commando. You were probably the most exciting thing ever to land at her farm. Yeah. She's saying she wants to be a pilot, and I say that life on a ship is grimy. And she asks if I'd like to use their shower. Going by my records, you'd been on active duty for more than three weeks? Probably no real chance to get clean in all that time. <sighs> Pretty much, yeah. So I'm in the shower with hot water and everything. And that's when Neyra came. Neyra was another huntress on your ship? Yeah, a friend. I, I wanted it to be more than that, but she had a, a medical condition. It's okay, it's in the file. Farm girl calls in to me that another Asari is here. I thought the shuttle had gotten back early. I come out in a towel and... And Neyra walks through the door. But it wasn't her. Not anymore. There's so much intrigue. <laughs> There's so much... It's, it's designed to keep piquing your interest and in, in keeping you coming back to hear more and more bits of the story uh, later. Um, but two things here, you know, the, the farm girl that the Asari commando meets, she's not named, but she's described as being a human freckled girl and being around 15 years old. And this girl is interested in what it's like to be in the military. And she says that she wants to be a pilot and the family lets the commando take a shower there. Uh, who's been on active duty for about 13 days. But when her squad mate comes back, she's different. Right? And so that leaves us wondering how. She's got this glow. And the Reapers. They did to her what they do to everyone. She's covered in. I don't know. Glowing. She reaches out. Her eyes go black. And she touches one of the farmers, and he just. dies. They panic. She rips them apart, sometimes touching, sometimes opening them up with biotics. The humans are turning into liquid. And I'm there, in my towel with no gun. And husks start pouring through the door. Goddess. So I ran. I got out of that farm and into the hills. I pulled the farm girl after me. All I wanted to do was live through the night. Nobody else could have done more. Mm. But morning came and no shuttle. Afternoon and then night and I'm hiding from husks and those Turian things. The file says the evacuation team thought your position was overrun. So after two days, I still don't have a gun because those Turian things, you, you can't use theirs. I realize that shuttle isn't coming. Not unless I get back to the farm and my radio. And the farm girl? She was with me. Even killed a few husks. Stick. <laughs> Sorry, I, I broke up the end. She says, with a stick at the end. Um, oh, man. Yeah. So it starts getting really grisly, you know. 
Um, and the reaper fied Asari starts flaying that innocent farm family alive. Um, but the commando makes it out with the girl and they, you know, run for the hills, uh, but they're stranded without a gun or a radio and the commando needs to make it back to get hers. Um, isn't it amazing how much that they've, the writers have put into writing this seemingly insignificant background story? Yeah, it, it really is interesting. And the fact that you have to come back to get it. Um, you know, some of the people in chat are, are mentioning that they've, they've never heard this and they've played the game multiple times through. Yeah. And you know, when I was looking at, at this entire arc, there were some parts that I had never heard. And so I was like, wow, like how many, how many different things exist in this game that I've never heard before? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's a lot of adding stuff in that may or most likely won't get found by most people. And that's kind of, kind of cool. Yeah. Um, and it gets hard. It gets really hard to hear this one, but I think like after one or two instances of hearing the conversations, you're, you're pretty much hooked mm-hmm. and you like make a point to come, come back by there. Uh, and that, that, that exists for several different NPC dialogue arcs in the Citadel and Mass Effect three. So if you've been sleeping on, um, Citadel dialogue, background dialogue in, in, in Mass Effect three, don't, um, but you know, here, here's where it really, it really starts to, to take hold. And, um, I guess we can talk about the rest of it after the mid break. Yeah. We'll, we'll finish up the story after the mid break. Uh, so don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. I am so excited about our sponsor this week, Marvel strike force. I freaking love Marvel comics growing up. I collected comics and the trading cards, and I've seen pretty much every Marvel movie they've made so far. So if you're into Marvel like I am, go check out Marvel Strike Force. This is a mobile squad RPG. You can collect and unlock all the different heroes. You fight against supervillains. There's a campaign. There's a blitz mode. There's an arena. There's a constantly evolving meta. And right now they're celebrating the Deadpool anniversary event. This is a mission from Strike where you log in the first time and you unlock this generous gift containing character shards, anniversary anniversary diamond orb gear a bunch of other items it is absolutely the right time to jump in and try this game out click the link in the show notes to download it now and then use the promo code maxpool m-a-x-p-o-o-l maxpool don't miss out on all the free stuff and thanks again to marvel strike force for sponsoring this episode what's so special about hero bread's soft fluffy and delicious breads buns and tortillas hero bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs five to eleven grams of protein and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Message coming in. Patching it through. I am sovereign and this station is mine. I like the sound of that. So we've had kind of a uh, a dearth. That's a good word. A dearth of reviews come through. Is that the right? Does that make sense? Or a dearth of no reviews and then reviews showed up? How's yeah. the right way to use that? A monsoon. A monsoon. <laughs> a monsoon of reviews. Yeah. A hurricane of reviews. We've got four four reviews. I'm trying to get through them as quick as I can. But thank you so much for taking the time to write these. And you guys are amazing. This one says. From a newcomer, this is from Madame Neko in Canada, who wrote, 
I got into Mass Effect when Legendary came out, found the podcast a couple of weeks ago on YouTube, and I'm thankful for an N7's uh, Legends research into the lore and Tom's tangents onto real world history and philosophy for better understanding Mass Effect's universe, both in the Milky Way and in Andromeda, but mostly in the Milky Way. Whilst I've come across videos on retrospectives and analysis on the game, you guys helped me rough out a timeline of events that happened before Mass Effect 1. I've started a new playthrough after binging your episodes, now with a refresher, with a fresher, not a refresher, a fresher perspective on the codex and external media outside the games. Even if you guys don't have any more subjects to dive into before the next Mass Effect comes out, I am very grateful that you took the time to put things into perspective in layman's terms for both new and old fans of the series. And I think they're talking about, like, should that time come? Not that we're out of ideas. Um, <clears throat> may the spirits be ever in your favor. P.S. Nothing has ever haunted me more than your romancing Hackett thumbnail on YouTube. Not dissing the Hackett lovers. I just can't stop looking at it. And okay, so we wrapped up that episode. I started working on editing and and doing the YouTube and the thumbnails and stuff because I do more of the production side. Of course, Sam does more of the research side. And I put that one together and I sent it to, I remember I sent it to you as a DM on Discord and I was like, check this out. And you were like, oh man, that's going to get some clicks. Yeah, I was like, holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> Look at that. Yeah, I that's... had to merge two images together. I had like, it was very photoshopped, but once I actually got it in there and it's got, you know, Fem Shep like looking slyly to the side behind Hackett. In this, like, yeah, like, like peering over his shoulder, like, 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 she's kind of like coming up to give him a hug from behind, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, mm-hmm. yep, that was a master uh, piece of, of Photoshop. Uh, <laughs> I was very proud without of a that doubt. <laughs> yep, yep. If you guys haven't seen it, go. Oh, by the way, go, go help us, uh, help us out. We're getting closer and closer to a thousand subs on the Mass Effect YouTube, Mass Effect Lorecast YouTube. So just search it, Mass Effect Lorecast YouTube. It'll come right up. Um, we would love for you guys to join us on there as well. And you can see our beautiful faces. Anyway, we've got more to go over. This one's from Hasselhoff, who happens to be in chat right now and has left so many awesome reviews for my other shows as well. Thank you so much, Hasselhoff. This one says, Protheans would have saved this Lorecast from the universe. I love that. A podcast that is out of this world. Tom and N7 show their love for the Mass Effect, uh, for Mass Effect with every episode, going through different topics across the galaxy and making them fun to listen to. If you're a casual fan or can list off every planet, stop by to listen to this podcast on your next stop to the Citadel. That's awesome. So, yeah, podcast for everybody. Thank you so much. Then we have Clone Meatbag, amazing name from, from the U.S., who writes... Message coming in, patching it through. Five stars. This is one conversation you won't want to hang up on. I first started Mass Effect 1 in 19... What am I saying? 2017. I was going to say 1917. This game is really old. Also, what? Uh, No, 2017, ironically in anticipation of Andromeda, but then I got the Xbox One and my Xbox 360 and Mass Effect playthrough were pushed aside. Months ago, I picked the game back up after being gifted collector's editions of the original trilogy. I ended up playing straight through all three games on my old 360 without any of the DLC. After completing the series, I needed more and went down the YouTube rabbit hole. I eventually found this podcast, which has helped satiate my need for more Mass Effect. I'm playing through Andromeda now and will play the OT once again, once finished. 
This time, I will be much more prepared with the knowledge N7 and robots provide in this comprehensive lore cast. Also, I love the planet card segment. Despite being a completionist, there are just too many plans to catch all the lore behind them. Great podcast. I should go. <laughs> Thank you so much, Clone Meatbag. And then we've got one left. This was from Games I Play Recently in the United States, who wrote a best podcast on the Citadel. A best. While searching for a Mass Effect podcast, I scanned in the right sector and found this amazing podcast. The in-depth study into the lore and the real-life comparisons give a down-to-earth feel. Tom and Sam have great chemistry and make the show not only informative, but fun to listen to. My only issue is I wish I found this podcast sooner. Well, you've found us now, and thank you so much for that review. Man, you guys are so nice. Thank you so much. And these really genuinely help. They help with our rankings, which help more people find the show. And even if you don't want to write a review, just leaving five-star ratings absolutely helps on Apple and Spotify. Um, that's that's what we got. Anything else for the mid-show? No planet card this time. Um, mainly because of what we got coming up in the second the second section and i didn't want to take away time from that yeah all right well let's move on here we go spit it out or are you trying to build suspense you're so dense sir obviously i do not know as much about human relationships as i thought all right so we were talking about the asari we were listening through this conversation that's happening and the asari commander barely escapes the indoctrinated squad mate killing the farmers in tip tree but then has to go back to the farm so how does this all tie into Joker? We're getting there, I, I promise. Um, <laughs> don't worry, the pizzas are coming. <laughs> that is a Game of Thrones x South Park mashup reference that I hope a lot of people get. But anyway, <laughs> uh, let's hear the next part of their conversation. So you went back to the farm. We snuck down the hill. We were hungry, filthy. I, I turned the towel into a kind of tunic. They cleaned up the bodies to make more husks, I figured. But there were still farmers alive. They were being held prisoner. And Neyra was there, directing the other forces. I could see her. I, I got within ten meters of her. I just had my gun. What happened next? I got to the prisoners. The farm girl unlocked their restraints, and that's when they all started screaming. The prisoners were indoctrinated. I think. And once the alarm was sounded? Naira's eyes were black. The whole time, not just for a second. I could feel her mind from where I was standing. The humans were in the way, attacking us. I used my biotics, flung them around. I'd been horrified when Naira tore the farmers apart, but goddess, I ripped them in half. And it felt good. There's nothing shameful about feeling an adrenaline rush during battle. I might have killed more than Nyaira and those husks did. She wanted them alive, to turn them, and I... And you survived. Man. <clears throat> yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, uh, that part really starts to get me. So we hear that the Reaper forces have gathered prisoners and started indoctrinating people and then using them as henchmen. Um, the commando had to kill them and she felt extremely guilty for it as anyone I think would. I mean, 
Can you imagine have the survivor's guilt that exists within people just from surviving something that wasn't their doing? Can you imagine the survivor's guilt for someone going through this? Oh, yeah. I mean, this is I'm sure anybody who has served in active combat has similar stories, either for themselves or people they know, you know, like this. It's it's tragic, but like also psychologically very difficult. Yeah. Um, So I know a lot of service members and veterans play Mass Effect, and I'd be interested to hear from them what hearing this and part and and you know participating in this part of the game felt like uh for them and and i wouldn't you know i wouldn't judge or or think any particular way if someone said it was too much i had to step away oh absolutely yeah 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 i can um, imagine that so but here is where things unfortunately turn tragic um for the commando and the farm girl we tried to run again but we were blocked and the farm girl her leg was broken, bleeding bad. I knocked down a wall in a barn with a big warp field. I was so proud of that. And we hid. They must have searched for you. I'm an Asari huntress. No damn husk is gonna find me unless I let it. But the farm girl who was with you? Her leg was broken. She was whimpering in an I saw her through a hole in the boards. She was coming closer with those dead black eyes. And Hillary farm girl. She couldn't stop crying. They were gonna hear. What did you do? What do you think? In addition to your medical discharge, the government wants to give you a medal. The intel you provided when that shuttle finally found you? You saved a lot of lives. And I killed those farmers. They were indoctrinated. You had to defend yourself. And as for Hillary... Idiot. When I took a shower and left my gun in the bedroom, I killed them. Ayra. At least she can blame the Reapers. But I'm just... Me. The color on my eyes. Did they turn back after? Could I get that gun now? I'll see what I can do. Man. It's kind of similar to Joker feeling uh, guilt about not saving the Normandy One. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of a lot of guilt. Um, and man, that that conversation is so well written and even better voiced. Um, mm-hmm. The whole cyclical nature of PTSD uh, for people who are unfamiliar, people who go through PTSD sometimes relive the same scenario over and over and over and over and over and yeah. over and over again. Yeah, we've talked about this a little it. bit. Like, I mean, how many times do you relive like embarrassing situations from like high school or whatever? And that's not nearly on this level of, you know, terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. They replay it. It's, it's like an incontrollable thing where your mind replays the scenario over and over and over again. And so you hear that, um, from the Asari commando when she says, what color are my eyes? Mm -hmm. What color are my eyes? Um, can I have a gun? Right. Because she couldn't have that gun. And so she's reliving those same feelings that she felt over and over and over and over again uh, during that traumatic experience. So um, let alone the tragedy of having to kill an innocent civilian, the farm girl, just to remain quiet. And the reality is that that kind of thing has happened in this world before. 
so mm-hmm. that um that's like hard that's that's hard to palate uh so and then later on you know if 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 you're not already misty eyed uh get ready because then later on on the normandy you remember i referenced that tense conversation after thessia last episode yeah uh where joker tries to make this joke and shepherd snaps well remember he said his family's on tip tree right and there were reports that the reaper hit there a few weeks prior uh, now i see where this is going yeah uh well we hear this conversation this next one between joker and liara on the normandy joker you asked for news about the human colony tip tree hey liara you don't need to worry about that right now now's as good a time as any i'm getting reports of refugee ships from tip tree landing on salarian colonies i don't have names i'm sorry it was Mostly children. Well, Gunny, uh, Hillary, my sister, Gunny's the nickname. She's had it since, uh, she's only 15, so if it's children, then maybe I only lost my dad. Kind of an asshole thing to hope for. Jeff, right now, take any kind of hope you can get. Thanks. You too. Yeah, the mentioning of the name and the age there, absolutely intentional by the writers coincidence like that doesn't happen in fiction yeah right right yeah um i know that was probably for listeners a little tough to hear on joker's end uh but liara says the only refugees from tip tree are children and he says well if it's only children then maybe my sister hillary made it she's only 15 and he says maybe i only lost my dad Mm -hmm. and that is such a humanizing thing that brings i feel like the real weight the real atrocity of war on a scale that we can understand because he says maybe i only lost my dad right well meaning any yeah any hope for anybody surviving is more than nobody surviving right um wow you know like to for someone to be in a scenario where they're thinking uh maybe i only lost my dad as opposed to maybe I lost my entire family right. and then the better scenario them being happy that they only lost one person mm-hmm. um, so this is like you know witcher level of tragic <laughs> yeah well I, I mean it's it's real world war kind of level of tragic you know this is this is what war is and you know I mean sometimes we downplay it in video games because combat is fun but there's a, there's a, the whole meme of like you know, fights the most difficult battle of, you know, any recent generation, you know, like talking about like the greatest generation going World War Two and then grandchildren playing games featuring World War Two you know, terribleness for fun, you know, and how like I can't imagine being somebody, you know, who lived through these situations and then looking at a generation who didn't and role playing it for fun, you know. Or watching it as a documentary is like popcorn fodder, you know, like because it wasn't real for them. It's not real like, for you. It's, it's not history real for, us for you, anyway. right? It's a yeah. story, and we can go, yeah, that's tragic, and we can even feel something and maybe shed a tear and go, man, those people back then really, man, they really went through a lot, and I'm so proud of you know people like my grandfather for serving, you know, like we can have those feelings, and we can have those feelings in even more recent ways, you know, current service members and the things that they go through. But if it didn't happen to us, it doesn't feel. It, we we don't know 
like we were talking about with disabilities on the previous episode unless you suffer from the thing you don't you can empathize but you don't really know what it's like yeah you can yeah you can you can try um but i think one of the wisest decisions is to know where your the limits of your knowledge end right right and then and then being honest about it and if they're open to it, honestly asking people who have gone through situations like that about their experience. And if they're not open to it, then don't press. Right. But right. Yeah. But this is, this is very well done. You know, that's another one of the features of these games is how well the human aspect is played out, even when it's aliens, you know, but like the people, the person aspect. And if you're going from mission to mission and you're not paying attention, you're going to miss this. Like Mm -hmm. you, you won't hear this. And there's so many things that that we've talked about that are in this game, little details that make the world feel lived in, and this is one of them. And and this is why I say it always goes back to writing. Because yeah. if the if this level of writing wasn't in the series, I don't know if people would love it as much as they do. Yeah. Clint Meebag is in chat and says the other sad part is as a specter after hearing the conversation in the hospital, you have the option to allow the Asari to have her gun back, and if you let her have the gun, it's a tragic end for her. Yeah, she she commits suicide. Yeah. Um and um yeah, it's um she kills herself and the hospital staff, you see a report that the hospital staff regrets uh that they couldn't stop her mm-hmm. and they consider it a failure on their part. So, yeah. It's pretty sad. It's um and and it's sad for Joker because Joker, if you think about it in in his terms, he doesn't even have time to stop and consider whether his sister is actually alive because he's in the midst of all this. He's oh, leading yeah. the Normandy, you know, he's flying the Normandy, and um, no time, no time to think, no right. time to feel. Can't take take you know can't take a week and go visit and see if she's okay, yeah, no. or if she's there, yeah. Just has to keep going, you know. The whole fate of the galaxy is at hand. Yeah, yeah. Well, so yeah, tough stuff, but uh, it's just a, another nod to the quality of game design and writing. Um, I think it's time to wrap up the episode. Yeah, I think so. Um, I hope everyone had uh, you know that had not heard or seen this before. You know, was inspired to go listen to more background dialogue and NPCs uh, in Mass Effect. But next week, uh, we are talking, we're going back to the Normandy because we're talking, we're talking about the Normandy SR2 and its upgrades over the previous ship. Yeah. Yeah. Looking forward to it. That should be fun. Now, I know you, you're doing streaming stuff. When, where can people reach you for that? And you've got giveaways. Yeah, I've got a giveaway going on for some Mass Effect stuff. Um, up for grabs is either the N7 Andromeda variant helmet from the Bioware store or any of the Mass Effect statues except for the Thane one. That's like $500. So <laughs> Right. <laughs> Not because much. we don't like Thane, but because it's just way too much money. <laughs> yeah. Um, and if you'd like to get in on that giveaway, you can enter for free by following me at N7 The Legend on Twitch. Uh, you can get extra uh, entries for or by subbing or gifting subs or cheering 300 bits or more. Um, and there is a maximum entry number of three per person to, to keep things fair uh, for people. And that is going on until June 18th and entries are being accepted during my streams until then. So uh, I will be streaming Thursday, Dragon Age, uh, and Saturday. I will be starting my Mass Effect 3 playthrough of as Fimshep. That's so awesome. That'll be exciting. That's awesome. That sounds like a lot of fun. I've got my shows. Um, I just noticed. So I started the Lord of the Rings Lorecast back in like March. 
And the new Lord of the Rings series on Amazon comes out in September. And I'm getting very close to wrapping up the all of the events of the first age. So the new series takes place place in the second age of Middle Earth. The events of the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit take place in the third age of, the, of Middle Earth. So it's, it's part of why I started the show was because I want it to be a place where people can go and go like find out like, OK, what's all the background that's going on in the Lord of the Rings world and Tolkien's writings. So it might happen to time up pretty well with getting into the background of the second age right as the show starts, which I wasn't sure was going to happen or not because I've been kind of, you know, feeling out the length of the episodes and setting everything up. So I think that's actually pretty cool. So if you're into if you're into that kind of stuff, you want to know more about the world of the Lord of the Rings and that stuff before the show comes out, which I'm I'm hoping is going to be amazing, uh, then go check it out. Lord of the Rings Lorecast. It's doing great. People are leaving stellar reviews for it. So you can find it on whatever podcatcher you're listening to this on. But uh, that's that's been one of my things lately. Otherwise, you can join us for live streams. You can join me for some of my little live streams I do on occasion at all the Robots Radio channels. So Twitch, YouTube, wherever else. Just search that stuff. Go to robotsradio.net. You'll find things. That's how you can do it. And thank you again, everybody, for being here tonight. So glad to see all of these wonderful comments in chat. And for those of you who listen while you're at work or wherever else, glad you guys are listening. Thanks for being here. We'll see you next time. Stay safe out there. Bye, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the Mass Effect Lorecast. We'd love to hear your opinion and thoughts on the lore of Mass Effect. Reach out to us on Twitter at Mass Effect Cast or check out the Robots Radio Discord. Also, you can send us an email at MassEffectLorecast at gmail.com. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.